Section 28 of A Popular History of France, Volume 5. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Popular History of France from the Earliest Times, Volume 5, by François Guizot. Translated by Robert Black. Chapter 40. Louis XIII, Richelieu, Catholics and Protestants, Part 3. Before long, the English could not harbour a doubt but that the king's army had recovered its real heads. A grand expedition was preparing to attack them in the island of Ré, and the cardinal had gone in person to Oleron and to Le Brouage in order to see to the embarkation of the troops. Quote, the nobility of the court came up in crowds to take leave of his majesty, and their looks were so gay that it must be allowed that to no nation but the French is it given to march so freely to death for the service of their king or for their own honour as to make it impossible to remark any difference between him that inflicts it and him that receives. Memoire de Richelieu, page 398. Marshal Schomberg took the road to Marennes, whence he sent to the cardinal for boats to carry over all his troops. Quote, this took him greatly by surprise, and as his judgments are always followed by the effect he intended, he thought that this great following of nobility might hinder the said Sir Marshal from executing his design so promptly. However, by showing admirable diligence, doubling both his vessels and his provisions, he found sufficient to embark the whole. Siege de la Rochelle, Archive Curieuse de l'Histoire de France, page 76. By this time the king's troops, in considerable numbers, had arrived in the island without the English being able to prevent their disembarkation. The enemy, therefore, took the resolution of setting sail, in spite of the entreaties which the Duke of Soubise sent them on the part of the Rochelaise, those latter promising great assistance in men and provisions, more than they could afford. To satisfy them, the Duke of Buckingham determined to deliver a general assault before he departed. The assault was delivered on the 5th and 6th of November, and everywhere repulsed, exhausted as the besieged were. Quote, Those who were sick and laid up in their huts appeared on the bastions. There were some of them so weak that, unable to fight, they loaded their comrades' muskets, and others, having fought beyond their strength, being able to do no more, said to their comrades, Friend, here are my arms for thee, prithee make my grave. And thither retiring, there they died. End quote. The Duke of Buckingham wrote to M. de Fiesque, who was holding Fort La Pré, that he was going to embark without waiting for any more men to make their descent upon the island but the king who trusted not his enemies and least of all the english from whom even when friends he had received so many proofs of faithlessness and falsehood besides that he knew buckingham for a man who from not having the force of character to decide on such an occasion did not know whether to fight or to fly continued in his first determination to transport promptly all those who remained in order to encounter the enemy on land fight them, and make them for the future quake with fear if it were proposed to them to try another descent upon his dominions. Marshal Schomberg, thwarted by bad weather, had just rallied his troops which had been cast by the winds on different parts of the coast, when it was perceived that the enemy had sheared off. M. de Troirat, issuing from his fortress to meet the marshal, would have pursued them at once to give them battle, but Schomberg refused, saying, quote, I ought to make them a bridge of gold rather than a barrier of iron, end quote and he contented himself with following the English, who retreated to a narrow causeway which led to the little island of Oi. There a furious charge of French cavalry broke the ranks of the enemy, disorder spread amongst them, and when night came to put an end to the combat, forty flags remained in the hands of the king's troops, and he sent them at once to Notre-Dame by Claude de Saint-Simon, together with a quantity of prisoners, of whom the king made a present to his sister, the Queen of England. 
Quote, such, says the Duke of Rohan in his memoir, was the success of the Duke of Buckingham's expedition, wherein he ruined the reputation of his nation and his own, consumed a portion of the provisions of the Rochelais, and reduced to despair the party for whose sake he had come to France. The Duke of Rohan first learned this bad news by the bonfires which all the Roman Catholics lighted for it all through the Countship of Foix, and later on by a dispatch from the Duke of Soubise, who exhorted him not to lose courage, saying that he hoped to come back next spring in condition to efface the affront received. This latter prince had not covered himself with glory in the expedition. Quote, as recompense and consolation for all their losses, says the cardinal, they carried off Soubise to England. He has not been mentioned all through this siege, because, whenever there was any question of negotiation, no one would apply to him, but only to Buckingham. When there was nothing for it but to fight, he would not hear of it. On the day the English made their descent, he was at La Rochelle. Nobody knows where he was at the time of the assault, but he was one of the first and most forward in the rout." Soubise had already been pronounced guilty of high treason by decree of the Parliament of Toulouse, but the Duke of Rohan had been degraded from his dignities, and, quote, a title offered to those who would assassinate him, which created an inclination in three or four wretches to undertake it, who had but a rope or the wheel for recompense, it not being in any human power to prolong or shorten any man's life without the permission of God, end quote. The Prince of Condé had been commissioned to fight the valiant chief of the Huguenots, quote, for that he was their sworn enemy, says the cardinal. In the eyes of fervent Catholics, the name of Condé had many wrongs for which to obtain pardon. The English were ignominiously defeated. The king was now confronted by none but his revolted subjects. He resolved to blockade the place at all points, so that it could not be entered by land or sea, and to this end he claimed from Spain the fleet which had been promised him, and which did not arrive. Quote, the whole difficulty of this enterprise, said the cardinal to the king, lies in this, that the majority will only labor therein in a perfunctory manner. His ordinary penetration did not deceive him. The great lords entrusted with commands saw with anxiety the increasing power of Richelieu. Quote, you will see, said Bassompierre, that we shall be mad enough to take La Rochelle. End quote. Quote, his majesty had just then many of his own kingdom and all his allies sworn together against him and so much the more dangerously in that it was secretly. England at open war, and with all her maritime power but lately on our coasts, the King of Spain apparently united to his majesty, yet in fact not only giving him empty words, but under cover of the emperor's name, making a diversion against him in the direction of Germany. Nevertheless, the king held firm to his resolve, and then the siege of La Rochelle was undertaken with a will." The old Duchess of Rohan, Catherine de Parthenay l'Archeveque, had shut herself up in La Rochelle with her daughter, Anne de Rohan, as pious and as courageous as her mother, and of rare erudition into the bargain. She had hitherto refused to leave the town, but when the blockade commenced, she asked to leave to retire with two hundred women. The town had already been refused permission to get rid of useless mouths. Quote, All the Rochelais shall go out together, was the answer returned to Madame de Rohan. She determined to undergo with her brethren in the faith all the rigors of the siege. Quote, Secure peace, complete victory, or honorable death, she wrote to her son the Duke of Rohan, the old device of Jeanne d'Albret, which had never been forgotten by the brave chief of the Huguenots. At the head of the burgesses of La Rochelle, as determined as the Duchess of Rohan to secure their liberties or perish, was the president of the Board of Marine, soon afterwards mayor of the town, John Guiton. 
a rich merchant whom the misfortunes of the time had wrenched away from his business to become a skilful admiral, an intrepid soldier, accustomed for years past to scour the seas as a corsair. Quote, he had at his house, says a narrative of those days, a great number of flags, which he used to show one after another, indicating the princes from whom he had taken them. End quote. When he was appointed mayor, he drew his poniard and threw it upon the council table. Quote, I accept, he said, the honor you have done me, but on condition that yonder poniard shall serve to pierce the heart of whoever dares to speak of surrender, mine first of all, if I were ever wretch enough to condescend to such cowardice. Of indomitable nature, of passionate and proud character, Guiton, in fact, rejected all proposals of peace. Quote, My friend, tell the cardinal that I am his very humble servant was his answer to insinuating speeches as well as to threats, and he prepared with tranquil coolness for defence to the uttermost. Two municipal councillors, two burgesses, and a clergyman were commissioned to judge and to punish spies and traitors. Attention was concentrated upon getting provisions into the town. The country was already devastated, but reliance was placed upon promises of help from England, and religious exercises were everywhere multiplied. Quote, we will hold out to the last day, reiterated the burgesses. It was the month of December. Bad weather interfered with the siege-works. The king was having a line of circumvallation pushed forward to close the approaches to the city on the land side. The cardinal was having a mole of stonework, occupying the whole breadth of the roads constructed. The king's little fleet, commanded by M. de Guise, had been ordered up to protect the laborers. Spain had sent twenty-eight vessels in such bad condition that those which were rolled into the sea laden with stones were of more value. Quote, they were employed Spanish fashion, says Richelieu, that is, to make an appearance so as to astound the Rochelaise by the union of the two crowns. A few days after their arrival, at the rumor of assistance coming from England, the Spanish admiral, who had secret orders to make no effort for France, demanded permission to withdraw his ships. Quote, it was very shameful of them, but it was thought good to let them go without the king's consent, making believe that he had given them their dismissal, and desired them to go and set about preparing, one way or another, a large armament by the spring. The Rochelais were rejoicing over the treaty they had just concluded with the king of England, who promised, quote, to aid them by land and sea, to the best of his kingly power, until he should have brought about a fair and secure peace, end quote. The mole was every moment being washed away by the sea, and, quote, whilst the cardinal was employing all the wits which God had given him to bring to a successful issue the siege of La Rochelle to the glory of God and the welfare of the state, and was laboring to that end more than the bodily strength granted to him by God seemed to permit, one would have said that the sea and the winds, favoring the English and the islands, were up in opposition and thwarting his designs, end quote. The king was growing tired, and wished to go to Paris, but this was not the advice of the cardinal, and, quote, the truths he uttered were so displeasing to the king that he fell somehow into disgrace. The dislike the king conceived for him was such that he found fault with him about everything, end quote. The king at last took his departure, and the cardinal, who had attended him, quote, without daring, out of respect, to take his sunshade to protect him against the heat of the sun, which was very great that day, end quote, was on his return taken ill with fever. Quote, I am so downhearted that I cannot express the regret I feel at quitting the cardinal, fearing lest some accident may happen to him, the king said to one of his servants. Tell him from me to take care of himself, to think what a state my affairs would be in if I were to lose him, end quote. When the king returned to La Rochelle on the 10th of April, he found his army strengthened, the line of circumvallation finished, and the mole well advanced into the sea. The assault was becoming possible, and the king summoned the place to surrender. 
Siège de la Rochelle, Archive Curieuse de l'Histoire de France, page 102. Quote, we recognize no other sheriffs and governors than ourselves, answered the sergeant on guard to the improvised herald sent by the king. Quote, Nobody will listen to you. Away at once. End quote. It was at last announced that the reinforcements so impatiently expected were coming from England. Quote, the cardinal, who knew that there was nothing so dangerous as to have no fear of one's enemy, had a long while before set everything in order, as if the English might arrive any day. End quote. Their fleet was signalled at sea. It numbered thirty vessels, and had a convoy of twenty barks laden with provisions and munitions, and it was commanded by the Earl of Denby, Buckingham's brother-in-law. The Rochelais, transported with joy, quote, had planted a host of flags on the prominent points of their town, end quote. The English came and cast anchor at the tip of the island of Ré. The cannon of La Rochelle gave them a royal salute. A little boat with an English captain on board found means of breaking the blockade, and, quote, open a passage, said the envoy to the Rochelais, as you sent notice to us in England, and we will deliver you, end quote. But the progress made in the works of the Mole rendered the enterprise difficult. The besieged could not attempt anything. They waited and waited for Lord Denby to bring on an engagement. On the 19th of May, all the English ships got under sail and approached the roads. The besieged hurried to the ramparts. There was the thunder of one broadside, and one only, and then the vessels tacked and crowded sail for England, followed by the gaze, quote, of the king's army, who returned to make good cheer without any fear of the enemy, and with great hopes of soon taking the town, end quote. Great was the despair in La Rochelle, quote, this shameful retreat of the English, and their aid which had only been received by faith, as they do in the Eucharist, wrote Cardinal Richelieu, astounded the Rochelais so mightily that they would readily have made up their minds to surrender, if Madame de Rohan, the mother, whose hopes for her children were all centred in the preservation of this town, and the minister Salbert, a very seditious fellow, had not regaled them with imaginary succour which they made them hope for. The cardinal, when he wrote these words, knew nothing of the wicked proposals made to Guiton and to Salbert. Quote, couldn't the cardinal be got rid of by the deed of one determined man it was asked but the mayor refused and quote, it is not in such a way that god willeth our deliverance said salbert it would be too offensive to his holiness end quote. and they suffered on meanwhile on the twenty fourth of may the posterns were observed to open and the women to issue forth one after another with their children and the old men they came gliding towards the king's encampment, but, quote, he ordered them to be driven back by force, and further, knowing that they had sown beans near the counterscarps of their town, a detachment was sent out to cut them down as soon as they began to come up, and likewise a little corn that they had sown in some dry spots of their marshes, end quote. Louis the Just fought the Rochelais in other fashion than that in which Henry the Great had fought the Parisians. The misery in the place became frightful, the poor died of hunger, or were cut down by the soldiery when they ventured upon shore at low tide to look for cockles. The price of provisions was such that the richest alone could get a little meat to eat. A cow fetched two thousand livres, and a bushel of wheat eight hundred livres. Madame de Rohan had been the first to have her horses killed, but this resource was exhausted, and her cook at last, quote, left the town and allowed himself to be taken, saying that he would rather be hanged than return to die of hunger, end quote. A rising even took place amongst the inhabitants who were clamorous to surrender, but Guiton had the revolters hanged. Quote, I am ready, said he, to cast lots with anybody else which shall live, or be killed to feed his comrade with his flesh. As long as there is one left to keep the gates shut, it is enough, end quote. The mutineers were seized with terror, and men died without daring to speak. Quote, 
we have been waiting three months for the effect of the excellent letters we received from the king of great britain wrote guiton on the twenty fourth of august to the deputies from la rochelle who were in london quote, and meanwhile we cannot see by what disasters it happens that we remain here in misery without seeing any sign of succour our men can do no more our inhabitants are dying of hunger in the streets and all our families are in a fearful state from mourning want and perplexity nevertheless we will hold out to the last day but in god's name delay no longer for we perish this letter never reached its destination the watchmaker marc biron who had offered to convey it to england was arrested whilst attempting to pass the royal lines and was immediately hanged la rochelle however still held out Quote, their rabid fury says the cardinal gave them new strength or rather the avenging wrath of god caused them to be supplied therewith in extraordinary measure by his evil spirit in order to prolong their woes they were already almost at the end thereof and misery found upon them no more substance whereon it could feed and support itself they were skeletons empty shadows breathing corpses rather than living men at the bottom of his heart and in spite of the ill-temper their resistance caused in him the heroism of the rochelais excited the cardinal's admiration buckingham had just been assassinated Quote, the king could not have lost a more bitter or a more idiotic enemy his unreasoning enterprises ended unluckily but they nevertheless did not fail to put us in great peril and cause us much mischief says richelieu the idiotic madness of an enemy being more to be feared than his wisdom inasmuch as the idiot does not act on any principle common to other men he attempts everything and anything violates his own interests and is restrained by impossibility alone it was this impossibility of any aid that the cardinal attempted to impress upon the rochelais by means of letters which he managed to get into the town representing to them that buckingham their protector was dead and that they were allowing themselves to be unjustly tyrannized over by a small number amongst them who being rich had wheat to eat whereas if they were good citizens they would take their share of the general misery these manoeuvres did not remain without effect the besieged resolved to treat and a deputation was just about to leave the town when a burgess who had broken through the lines arrived in hot haste on his return from england he had seen he said the armaments all ready to set out to save them or perish it must arrive within a week the public body of la rochelle had promised not to treat without the king of england's participation he was not abandoning his allies and so the deputies returned home and there was more waiting still End of section twenty eight